Entrepreneur on Fire, 826. Remember that the quickest way for a tadpole to become a frog is to live every day happily as a tadpole. What are you waiting for? Tickets to a rocket ship? Visit freepodcastcourse.com and prepare to ignite. LegalZoom provides the support you need to form your business. LegalZoom is not a law firm, but can connect you with an independent attorney. Visit LegalZoom.com and enter FIRE in the referral box at checkout for a special discount. Transform any phone into your business phone with eVoice. Go to eVoice.com slash FIRE for your 30-day free trial, plus you get $5 off your bill every month. But this offer ends January 31st. That's eVoice.com slash FIRE. What's shaking, Fire Nation? Johnny Doom is here, and I am fired up to bring you our feature guest today, Brian Smith. Brian, are you prepared to ignite? I totally am, yes. <laughs> yes. UG Australia founder, Brian is one of the most sought-after international business leaders in the country today. He's committed to teaching entrepreneurs how to leverage their most precious assets from within and to recognize and pursue their passions to create a fulfilling and successful life. Brian, I've given Fire Nation just a little insight, so share more about you personally and expound upon the biz. Trained as an accountant in Australia uh, and hated it, and it took me 10 years to graduate, and the day I graduated is the day I gave my notice and quit, (laughs) and I came here looking for the next big thing in America that I could take back to Australia because all the trends were coming out of California, and uh, that was back in in, uh, the very early 80s, and I, instead of finding a product here to take to Australia, I realized there were no sheepskin boots in America. And that's sort of what started it all off. UG Australia founder, Brian. And I just love how you came here looking just for that. What trend can I bring back to Australia? And instead you found a void, something that was missing in the United States. And brother, you brought it, you made it happen. And we're going to talk about that journey But before we do, we always start with a success quote and why you chose it. Okay, well, it's it's more of a mantra, and uh, it's the the basis of the book that I just wrote. It's a it's a concept that I developed over the years of of being in business, and it's a theme that that I say you you can't give birth to adults, and every business started off with someone conceiving the idea and taking action and that was the action was the birth in in my case it was buying a few pairs of samples from australia and then it just goes into a horrible infancy and it seems to last forever and you just feed it change diapers feed it change diapers and no amount of urging can get that infant up out of the cradle and go to harvard you know It (laughs) it has to be an infant and then it'll start toddling, and that's the stage of business which is really cool because you finally get people interested. They start inquiring about you know, prices and products and shipping, and, and that's a really cool stage. Eventually, you'll hit youth where just like a kid can put his pajamas on and eat at the table, you know, uh, the business has got you know, consistent orders, consistent delivery, consistent manufacturing, easy billing, you know, accounting's all done. That's a fabulous stage. If it's a really good product, though, like UG was or a, or a service, 
it'll hit the teenage phase. And just like any teenager, it wants to be at every party in town, you know. And that was when we had we had just, you know, retailers clamoring from all over the country after us. And I almost lost control of the business a couple of times. It's a very dangerous stage. But ultimately, the you know, the the uh, accountants and the managers start to put the controls in and it becomes mature. So I think that the you know every business person that I speak to and every time I come off stage, I have people coming up to me going, oh, thank you, Brian. I thought I was failing, but now I understand what phase <laughs> of the business I'm in. Right. No, and Brian, I love that you've broken it down into phases. And I'll tell you, there's probably some some parents right now who you know have a couple of kids in different ages, and they are thinking about starting an entrepreneurial business, and they're like, whoa, so that's what it means to be an entrepreneur, to run a business? Maybe I'll think twice, because I can remember how tough it was to raise a kid. But that's the thing, Fire Nation. This means that it's okay to fail. In fact, you need to expect it at the beginning, because you're not going to know what you're doing. You're going to be an absolute infant. Then you're just going to graduate to a toddler. I mean, this is a stage. This is a phase program that we as entrepreneurs have to go through. And Brian, you've been through, my friend, these stages multiple times, and you have some stories from them. And the story that I want you to share with us first is a story of failure, a story of struggle. Take us to that moment, Brian. Tell us that story. One in particular, uh, as a business grows, it's always needing more capital, especially if it's growing fast. And UGG grew fast. It started with the infancy of three or four years of doing nothing, but finally it got going fast. And we were doing about two, two and a half million dollars. And I needed to raise more money. So I bought in three new investors and paid the old ones off. And uh, the, the deal was I was going to get 25% of the business. And we all got 25 but but I didn't get my shares until I finished up with this little trademark lawsuit that I was going through at the time. But, and I also got to be the sales rep for Southern California. And the first uh, day you know, of this new, new business, we'd moved all the inventory up to Anaheim and I, I left the warehouse there and drove down to Huntington Beach and I went to the, one of the surf retailers and, and as I walked in the door, he said, hey, Brian, I heard you sold the business. And I went, Whoa. Oh, what? He Whoa. said, yeah, I just called an order in. They said, you don't own it anymore. I went, what are you talking about? And I couldn't wait to get outside, you know, to the Shell gas station because this is before cell phones. Right. And I called the warehouse going, Neil, what are you telling people? And he says, well, it's true. You don't own the business until you settle a lawsuit. And I went into this, like, depression. I immediately went back to San Diego, pulled out the contract and started reading word for word and all this time I thought I was bringing in three new partners, they they were looking at it like they bought the business and eventually I'd get some of it, you know. So I went through this period of two or three days of depression. You know, I, I had my visions were crashed. All my dreams had gone to nothing. And I'd seen myself as a CEO of this huge multinational corporation one day. And I tried to figure should I do a, you know, be a business broker or a real estate agent or but it came to me that I, I really loved sales. And I, so I started thinking, okay, what's the best thing I could sell? And in this meditation, you know, I got these goosebumps and it just came to me that Ugg Boots was the best thing in the world. <laughs> and I loved the product. I was passionate about it. And so I just ate humble pie and I just went back to the warehouse a couple of days later and started out as if, you know, just as if I'd been hired as a salesman. So 
I was out there having fun with all my retailers who were becoming really good friends, you know, and and uh, I got back after one month and Neil handed me a check for $5,000 and said, that's your commissions. And the next month, another check for 10000 Next month, another check for 10000 And all the time I'm out there just, just really enjoying, you know, meeting with all my customers and helping with inventory and stuff like that. And I realized something that I put in my book, which is that often your most disappointing disappointments become your greatest blessings. And here was I, you know, absolutely crushed with disappointment, but was able to to suck it up and and do what I felt that I loved. And the return was just amazing. And and the funny thing is, a couple of years later, I got the business back 100% again. So you can never predict what what disasters are going to turn into. And I love that turn of thought, that mindset shift, that the biggest disappointments can actually turn out to be the biggest opportunities. I mean, Brian, if you had continued to hang your head in shame and just been, you know, depressed and walked away from everything, you know, you would have lost out on all the opportunities that came thereafter. So Fire Nation, those dreary times, those big failures, when it seems like it's all over, maybe that's when you really need to start looking for that shred of light. I mean, that's my biggest takeaway, Brian. What do you want our listeners to walk away with as just a knowledge bomb from that experience in your life? Having had so many failures, I now look back on all of them, even, even you know things that go wrong in my daily life. And it's uncanny, but looking back six months afterwards, I, I always think, thank God that happened. That's the best thing that happened because look where I am now. It forced me to change direction. And when you do that, you, uh, you pretty much always grow. So Brian, we're here listening to grow as entrepreneurs. And what I want to do now is to shift this interview and start talking about a different story. This story is going to be an epiphany, an aha moment, a light bulb that went on at some point in your journey. And my friend, I know you've had a lot of those throughout your lifetime, but what's one story, what's one moment in time that you can take us to and tell us that story? Okay, the probably the most powerful one is, is how I found the business in the first place. I remember I was an accountant. I hated it, and, and I came to California but but the reason I got here was one afternoon after I'd quit work, I'd, I'd spent months without employment, and I ripped off the cover of a Pink Floyd album, a brand-new Dark Side of the Moon album, you know, and I was listening to the second song, and it was saying, tired of lying in the sunshine, staying home to watch the rain. You are young, and life is long, and there is time to kill today. And I went, oh, my God, he's talking to me. <laughs> and, th- and then it said, but then one day you find 10 years have got behind you. No one told you when to run. You missed the starting gun. And that was an aha moment for me. I went, oh, my God, I've spent 10 years in a profession I hate and all my friends are tracking off to partnerships or they started their own businesses and I've been running on the spot. So that aha got me to California where I was trying to find the next big trend to bring back to Australia. And then I was in California two or three months, still hadn't found the next big thing. And my buddy was coming down to go surfing with me at Malibu. And when he arrived, he had the new issue of Surfer Magazine. And I opened it up and I was flicking through the pages and I just stopped dead on this page and I got goosebumps. And uh, 
it was a photograph of these two legs up in front of a fireplace, but they were wearing sheepskin boots. And I went, oh, my God, there's no sheepskin boots in America. <laughs> and every, I'd say one in two people in Australia had some sort of sheepskin footwear. Right. And so that was probably the biggest aha. And, the, and those goosebumps, you know, I figured out what they are. That, that's my inner spirit telling me, hey, you're on the right track, you know, Brian, go for it. And now I listen to my goosebumps every time I get them. I listen to my goosebumps. I mean, I love that phrase right there. Fire Nation, when's the last time you ignored your goosebumps? And I hope the next time that your goosebumps come, you're going to listen to them. And what I love about this, Brian, is that you were just out there. You know, you were looking for opportunities. Your mind was open. You were ready to seize an opportunity when it presented itself. And guess what? It presented itself and your eyes were open and you seized that and look what's progressed and transgressed since then. I mean, phenomenal stuff. I mean, Brian, what do you want Fire Nation, our listeners, to really take away from really that story in your life? If you change your environment, things become obvious of what was missing back where you came from. So that's one really good way of going about it. The other thing is to, to have the courage to start. I see so many people who go, I've got this great idea, but uh, I don't know how to get a business license. And and I'm thinking, you know, give me a break. I've never had a business license. <laughs> just, just start, you know, go out and do it. And and I'm not saying throw in your job because you, you need to keep an income. Um, but start in the weekend, start at night, get it going. And eventually, if it starts to get momentum, you'll have to give your job up because you need it over at the new place, you know. So I guess my greatest urging, and, and this is what I, this is what reason I wrote my book, was to urge people to get into the entrepreneurial swing of things because it's so exciting. I was just interviewing an incredibly successful entrepreneur just a few days ago, Scott Dinsmore of Live Your Legend, and he was just echoing your sentiments, Brian. He was saying, every single aha moment I've had is when I've forced myself outside of this current bubble that I'm living in right now. He's like, I had my aha moment for X when I was in Chile. I had my aha moment for Y when I was in Turkey. You know, I had my aha moments when I got out and I was traveling and I was in different environments with different stimulants. You know, I wasn't living the same day to day. And Fire Nation, I think that's such a valuable takeaway to realize. Like, how long are you going to stay inside your bubble and live in your same unstimulated environment? Like, yes, there may be some stimulants, but they're the same ones over and over again. Get some new stimulants, some new sights, some new smells, some new sounds, and see what happens. And Brian, I want you, my friend, to take us to not just any proud entrepreneurial moment, because you've had a ton of those, my friends. Right. But take us to your proudest entrepreneurial moment. It was after I sold the company and I went to help the new sales rep for California go to one of the big stores. It was Nordstrom, and they they put on what's called a clinic for all the new employees, uh, and they learn about the new styles and stuff. And... There are probably 50, 60 employees there, and we, you know, my, my rep finished the presentation. And then afterwards, you know, every time I get off stage or come off something like that, everybody wants to do photo ops. So we did all those, and I noticed two or three guys sort of hanging back. And when all the magic died down, they came over and they said, Brian, I just want to shake your hand, you know. I've been selling Uggs, you know, for 10 years, and you have helped me buy my house. And I just wanted to shake Oops, I'm, I'm cracking up here. Yeah. I just wanted to shake your head and thank you. You know, that, that's that's what it's all about. When you know you've helped people 
you know, I, I know I've got millions of people out there who've just got this most uh, sensual feeling from wearing their first pair of Uggs, but and that's great. But but me helping people on a day to day basis that I didn't even know about that that was probably the biggest thrill. Wow. I mean, that's a moment to be proud of. And Fire Nation, goosebumps again. I mean, that's something that we all should be striving for is the impact, the ripple effect we're having on this world. And Brian, my man, you're still full of energy. You're still full of fire. I mean, you still got a lot of juice left, my friend. So let's talk about today. What is the one thing that has you most fired up right now? Unfortunately, I'm back in the infancy of an entire new business. <laughs> is it unfortunate, though, Brian? I feel like you love the infancy stage. <laughs> I do. What I'm really enjoying right now is just learning about, uh, you know, the power of the internet and, and how many horizons, you know, it just just gives you so many new horizons yeah. to look at and chase. And uh I mean, I, I'm old enough where I can remember telling my secretary who used to take shorthand from me, I said, Nikki, I'll never need to learn emails because I've got you. <laughs> and look here, look, you know, 15 years later where, where I'm at, you know, it, it's just, I, I'm send more, I get 100 emails a day. Uh. So right now I'm, I'm struggling to learn social media, you know, the whole Facebook and LinkedIn and, and I'm realizing now the power of the numbers that are out there, and you, you know it for sure because you get a half a million people listening to, you know, probably more than that. To, well, to a your, million a month now, Brian, yeah. Really? Yeah. That's, see, that's the power of the internet, and that, that's what I'm really, really psyched about now is how I can help get my message out to entrepreneurs. Absolutely powerful, Brian. And, I mean, that's just what I love is you've been on this journey from, you know, where you were in Australia to out here in San Diego. And now you've reinvented yourself again and you're back at the infancy stage. And like you said, you're being honest. You love it. You do, Brian. And we have a lot more coming up in this interview. But before we get to that, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. My favorite thing about owning and running my business is the freedom to do the things that I'm passionate about and the freedom to be truly location independent. With the help of the incredible internet, I'm able to stay in touch with my audience via social media, provide valuable content that's scheduled so I never skip a beat, and engage via email with partners to ensure everything is running smoothly. And with the help of eVoice, I'm also able to stay in touch via phone. With a toll-free number, professional voice greeting, and a dial-by-name directory, eVoice transforms any phone into your business phone. So whether I'm at a tropical vacation or running around like a madman running my business, I always have the ability to be in touch when I want to be. Want to try it for yourself? Go to evoice.com slash fire now to start your 30-day free trial. And Fire Nation, right now, evoice is offering you $5 off your bill every month, but this offer ends January 31st. Stay connected with evoice. Go to evoice.com slash fire. That's evoice.com slash fire. One of the biggest struggles we come across as entrepreneurs is being able to find the personalized attention we need when it comes to making sure our family and our business are legally taken care of so that we can focus our attention on actually helping our business grow. Protecting your family starts with creating a will or living trust. There's no easier way to make sure your family is legally taken care of. And ensuring your business is taken care of starts with taking control of your financial affairs. LegalZoom can help you with both. Proven by the more than 10 years they've been helping 
millions of people get the personalized attention they need. And if you'd like more help, they can connect you with an independent attorney in most states, but they're not a law firm. This month, you can save even more by entering FIRE in the referral box at checkout. Don't let another year pass you by before getting your life organized. For legal help you can count on for your family or small business, go to LegalZoom.com, promo code FIRE. Brian, welcome to the lightning round where you get to share incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Yep, let's do it. Back in the day, what was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? My dad, who who just really warned me about, he, he didn't want me to be an entrepreneur at all. He thought that my best calling would be to uh, get a job as an accountant, a junior accountant, and work my way up to be chief accountant in a really big company. And that was his idea of success, but that was my idea of prison. Um, <laughs> and he he really uh, warned me against doing anything risky. And I think a lot of friends too, that you know, that oh, you, you can't do that, mate. You, you'll never succeed in that. That's too hard. You don't want to do that. And all this Australian negativity flowed through me. That, they were the the things that really held me back. But ultimately, I just went for it. What is the best advice you've ever received? When I finally decided to do the Ugg boot business, we, we'd brought 500 pairs of boots in, and but we hadn't sold any yet. We hadn't even gone on the road. And I went down to this new magazine called Action Sports Retailer, which was the very, it was the second issue of their magazine, but then they became the giant in, in the sporting goods industry. Um, and we had hardly any money, and the the ad salesman said, "Okay, it's twelve hundred bucks for a full page, but if you do two full pages, we'll give them to you for a thousand each." And I looked at him and said, "You've got to be kidding me! We're so small. No, we haven't even sold any product yet." And without missing a beat, he came back and said, "Brian, it's not how big you are; it's how big you are perceived to be that counts." We ended up buying two full-page ads. <laughs> he was so good. But I used that mantra and that philosophy in my business, and every single thing I did with the UG business was, was top dollar. The trade show booths, the uh, advertising, everything I wanted it to make it look like a million dollars, so I wanted to be bigger than who we are. And back then it was super, super expensive, but today with the internet, you can, as long as you've got the, the money to put a really, really good homepage together and a, and a decent website, have good, good graphics and good images, it doesn't matter if you're working out of your garage because no one's going to come and check if you're in your garage. If they see this massive income that looks like a million dollars, you're going to inspire confidence in the buyers and every partner that you want to go in with. And if people find that you're working in a garage, they're not going to care either. All they care is about the finished product. That's right. That's whatever you deliver. It's got to be commensurate with the image that you put out there. And that's, But that was a, probably the best bit of advice I got that, that, I, that I still carry to this day. No, absolutely. That's why uh, we do these live podcast workshops, Brian, every single week where I teach people how to create, grow, and monetize their own podcasts. And the first thing I do is flip on my video and I show people, I'm just in my living room here in San Diego. I live right in Mission Beach and I just show people a little 360 and say, hey, I'm just at a desk in my living room. Like This is where I release a podcast that gets over a th- 1 million listens every single month and growing in over 145 countries. Like That's the world that we live in now. Uh-huh. Incredible. 
Brian, share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success. Okay, the most important one I read in a little little magazine called Bits and Pieces about Thomas Edison's wife said that every night he went to bed, he used to have a notebook by his bed and a pen. And going through the hardest times of, of every business that I've been in, you wake up at night and, and you'll have a problem and it just goes over and over and over and over and over like in a loop in your in your mind. But I found that if I just write it down, write down just the topic, uh, it's gone and you get back to sleep. And, you know, quite often I wake up in the morning, I can't even decipher like these 10 messages, but <laughs> it, does, it doesn't matter because I've had a good night's sleep. So that's probably the best tip I could pass on. Do you have an internet resource, Brian, like Evernote that you can share with our listeners? I wouldn't want to mislead any listener because I, <laughs> I am not computer literate in, yet. I'm, I'm on my way. So, so no, I can't give you a recommendation. I'm still working my way through Facebook. I love your honesty, Brian. And if you could recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be and why? The most recent one I read was fascinating. It was called Outwitting the Devil. Oh, Napoleon uh, Hill. Yeah, written by Sharon Lecter. And, uh, it was stuff that he, it was too dangerous for him to publish. His wife wouldn't let him publish it back, you know, 50, 60 years ago. But now it's very timely. It's just his wisdom was so unbelievable. So unbelievable. And by the way, if you haven't already, Brian, you're in for a treat. Go get the audio version of Outwitting the Devil. They brought in a James Earl Jones-like voice to play the devil, and it sounds so good. And Fire Nation, I know that you love audio, so I teamed up with Audible, and if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audio book for free at eofirebook.com. Brian, this next question's the last of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is all taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? Okay, I'm assuming in this world there's perfect communication. So I would get on my laptop and send an email to the world and say that you're all part of one. All of the conflict in the world is over stupid little boundaries and philosophies, but you're all like drops of water in an ocean. You all belong to the same creation. Then I'd uh, probably sell the computer and uh, my food and shelter's taken care of, I'd go surfing. <laughs> Spoken like a true Australian, Brian. <laughs> and let's end today on fire with you sharing one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, then we'll say goodbye. Remember that the quickest way for a tadpole to become a frog is to live every day happily as a tadpole. You'll get the import of that as you think more about it. <laughs> and uh, then I'd like to leave you with the fact that I just wrote a book which encompasses a lot of the stuff that we've just talked about. It's called The Birth of a Brand. It just released on Amazon last week. And uh, my website is briansmithspeaker.com. If you go there, you can download a free chapter of the book just to get a feel for it. But I warn you, when you read that chapter, you're going to want to read the rest. <laughs> and uh, I also have 51 tips that I've uh, 
pulled out of the book and I've done a two to three minute video on every one of them. And if you sign up, you'll just get one every Friday uh, for the whole 51 weeks of the year. Fire Nation, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with, and you have been hanging out with Brian and myself today, so keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Just type Brian in the search bar. His show notes page will pop right up with all of these links to his website, to his book, which again is The Birth of a Brand, and his website, which is briansmithspeaker.com. And Brian, I just want to thank you, my friend, for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. And for that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Hey, I've had a great time. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for joining me today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head over to eofire.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. Is it time to create and present webinars that convert? Visit webinaronfire.com. In eight days, you'll be doing just that. See you there.